Mike Ulmer here with Lisa von Massel. Lisa, we talked about the pain funnel. We had a little role playing. Yep. I thought I was terrific. What did you think? I thought you were great. <laughs> Lisa, tell me more about the pain funnel in terms of the gathering of trust as we move more deeply into the, the pain funnel. Does the answer of one question move us towards a feeling of greater trust just by, in other words, the more I give, the more I want to give? Yeah, it is a gradual process. Um, you know, you have, we have to remind ourselves from time to time that uh, even though we're working a system and we're following a methodology here, um, we have to do so in a respectful way. We have to be patient with the prospect. We have to read their body language, their level of maybe discomfort with some of these uncomfortable questions that we may be asking them, and certainly questions probably no one else has asked them um, because they are personal in nature. We are asking about the impact on them as individuals and as decision makers. So it is a gradual process, and we have to respect that as salespeople and can't rush through that. So as an example, you know, asking people for examples when they make a statement like, I need to, you know, increase production, or I'm frustrated because my, my margins are thinning. So when I say that, what would you say? What would your next question? Well, tell me more about that. Why do you suppose your margins are thinning? And my answer would be uh, commodity things or changes that I cannot control. So your costs are going up? Yes. Okay. What kind of costs? Oh, uh, material costs and labor costs. Everything's going up. Okay. Um, so you've given me some examples, labor costs. How long has it been a problem? Mm, God, two years. Two years. That's a long time. Mm -hmm. So how much have the, what's the impact of that been? I mean, if your margins are thinning, can you quantify that for me? And this is the time now that we're bringing, this is exactly the juncture where we're moving from the professional to the personal. Is that correct? You got it. Because with each question now, um, it's like, I'm drilling down further into the specifics behind that issue, okay? Yeah. And as I drill down further, I am learning more and more and more about you. And as a participant, not just because you're doing a role play with me, but if I do that nurturingly enough, if I'm a supportive yeah. in my approach, if I'm, uh, um, you know, not critical parent, but nurturing parent and adult about it, not being too contrived about the whole thing and not getting too emotional. Right. Well, what happens is, is your, your comfort level starts to change. And with each question, you're inclined to give me more, to give me more and to give me more, which takes me down to the truth. What would really motivate you? to do something about this. You know what this reminds me, Lisa? This reminds me of, take this the right way, of going to the dentist. Because they give you, they freeze one part so they can go a little deeper and get more anesthetic so they can go a little deeper and get down to the root yeah. of the issue. Right. And that's really what you're doing, aren't you? You're, you're providing comfort as you probe through these tender issues to get down to the heart of the problem. 
That's exactly it. I wouldn't like to be compared to, <laughs> you know, root canal or something like yes. that. But, but that is essentially what we're trying to do. It's a delicate uh, process. And in fact, many of our prospects haven't even equated it, equated that top line issue, that intellectual issue, you know, my margins are thinning, to they don't want to think about right what the personal emotional impact of that is so when you say you look for cues as to how the person is is engaging what sort of physical and verbal cues are you looking for physically i will see people shift in their seat you can they'll start discomfort they'll start to pull back um with uh verbal cues silence because they're actually thinking about the answer. Sighing. <sighs> you know, that, that they're trying to catch their breath and put their thoughts together. And physiologically and vocally, you'll start to hear those changes. Maybe they'll start to s- speak faster or quieter. So it's listening for those cues. And what happens, do you sometimes get a recoil? Do you hit a wall there and that person suddenly puts their wall up to resist? Absolutely. And then what happens? Um, You have to acknowledge it. So if somebody pulls back and says, you know, I didn't want to talk about this kind of stuff. You know, that's not where I wanted this conversation to go. You have to acknowledge that. Again, we've made this person feel not okay. Right. so it might be saying something like, number one, I, I'm, I'm sorry, I've obviously, you know, made you feel a little bit uncomfortable here, and I certainly didn't intend to do that. If it's any help at all, I mean, I realize my, my questions, I've, I've been accused before of being very direct yeah. and, and, and very curious. Um, and that just helps me make sure that before I propose a solution to you, that it's the right one. Mm-hmm. If it's any consolation, this happens from time to time. I've seen it happen with other people and other clients that we've worked with. It's normal. And do you give that permission, that person permission to say, so I wonder if, if, if part of that would be, and if this is, you know, if you want me to back off and not ask you these questions, uh, you know, we can. We, we can. I, I want you to have an element of choice in the direction of the conversation. Yes, because what, that happen, what happens there is, it's an interesting thing. I'm still in control, mm-hmm. but I obviously need to give them the feeling that they're in control right. because they're feeling a level of discomfort. And, you know, that wall is going to start to come and appear between us, and that's going to break down communication and getting to the truth now. There's nothing to be gained if the wall appears. So it's absolutely essential in those moments that you give them the feeling that they are back in control. Okay. So we've reached uh, the point now that we'll, we'll jump back into character. We've reached the point now that we've transferred it from the business to the emotional. When you, you've asked me just sort of, how does, how does that look in my life? What is the impact of that? And so I say, this is where I make the transition. I say, well, things aren't great uh, in terms of not having enough time for my kids and, uh, and my wife. So now we're in dangerous ground, right? Now we're, this is yeah. where things can get slippery. Yeah. I imagine this is right at the point. So 
you're still looking for my cues, both verbal and physical. Yep. What else are we tuning into here as this conversation evolves? As we get to that point, one of the final questions I might ask is, have you given up? Are you at the point where you've, you know, if, if this isn't the solution or if I don't have an answer, have you given up? Because what I'm doing is I'm taking the person to the brink right. of not okay. Right. Um, and then I need to make them okay again. I need to bring them back over. Well, you know what? This, you've been very helpful. This is, I appreciate the honesty. Um, sometimes people, you know, don't always give me the real motivation, but this will help me make sure that I'm, whatever I put forward in front of you is the right solution for you. And let's talk about uh, something you alluded to in our earlier episode one, was that you, you've already asked permission for this. You've already I've laid already the ground asked. rules. I've already laid the ground rules because this goes sideways if you have not. I if, see. if you have not put your upfront contract in place and if you have not set the expectation, then I'm going to ask you a bunch of questions. Um, you're welcome to ask me questions too, there may even be some questions that nobody's ever asked you before. Mm-hmm. If you have not set that groundwork in some way, shape, or form, this can feel like a violation of trust very quickly if you skipped the upfront contract. But if you didn't and you were clear in your expectation setting and you built trust or at least the beginnings of trust at the beginning of this process... This is a huge trust builder as well, because as they're answering your questions, inside their head, they're saying, I cannot believe I'm sharing this with this person. And at the end of the day, Mike, the reason people buy from you is because of you. They can get your stuff, they can get your products, and they can buy services just like yours from anybody. They buy from people they like, they buy from people they trust, and they only share this kind of information with people they trust. So Lisa, how do you honor that? How do you um, let the person know that it's okay to be um, candid and honest? What are the things that you're putting out? We talked about the things we, the signals we look for from the prospect, what are the things that we're doing in tonality, in body, uh, body posture, in how we move, how we talk? What are the things that you, you're working on as you're listening? Again, as I'm watching their body language and their tone, if their voice goes quiet, I get quiet. Mm-hmm. If they're nodding their head, I'm nodding my head. If they lean back and look a little concerned, I might lean back because leaning forward might make them a little uncomfortable. So I'm matching and mirroring. I'm watching my tone. I'm falling back when I need to fall back. And by that, I mean, if it looks like there's a level of discomfort um, or um, awkwardness, it's better to fall back and, uh, and not come across as aggressive or assertive. So... Those are the things that I'm watching for. Those are the things that I'm keenly in tune with because there are signals going off every step of the way. You just have to know how to read them. You just have to know how to read them. 
what can last question i want to double back on the upfront contract all of us forget yep right we forget yep what what happens if you forget the up upfront contract and you're in this situation now are you just sort of saying to yourself okay hang on let's just get through this yeah Again, this is what I mean by falling back. Sometimes you have to lay the blame on yourself. If you catch yourself and you realize, I didn't put a strong upfront contract or I missed it completely, then it might be over. You might have blown trust, and that's a possibility. Or there's no harm in actually saying, in fact, it's disarmingly honest to actually say to someone, you know what? Can I call a timeout? I actually missed a really important step that might make this a little more comfortable for both of us. Mm-hmm. One of the things I should have said at the beginning was that I ask a ton of questions. And, you know, I do that because what I'm trying to get to is really understand all that I can about you and your business because I might not be the best fit. And the last thing I want to do is tell you I can fix something and then let you down. Right. Could we step back for a minute and could I just go through that and make sure that I cover that off and then put the parameters in place? Most times, if you say something like that, people will say, sure, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, And that firmly puts you back in control of the conversation and you can ease yourself back into it. It's actually more relevant in a sense because it's more recent. Right. The upright contract has now been restored to a, a place of primacy in the conversation. You got it. And it's also demonstrating a level of vulnerability. Look, I'm human. Mm-hmm. I make mistakes too. And um, I feel a little uncomfortable right now because I, I, I skipped a step. Mm-hmm. And I, that's not fair to you. We've been talking about uh, the Sandler Pain Funnel with Lisa Von Masso. The name of Lisa's business is Endurance Partners. Lisa is a licensed Sandler trainer. She uses Sandler methodology. And we're speaking from Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Lisa, thanks so much. Thanks, Mike.